Well, what's up, everybody? Jeremiah here. I hope you're doing well. This podcast today is a very special one for us in O Jeremiah because today on the podcast, we talk to none other than Grayson Welch. He is the director of all of the music videos that we do. So if you've seen Happy Now with the Clown or even If It Kills Me with the Airplane, he is the, the brains behind all those. In this conversation, we talk about what it was like meeting him, what it's like working together, and what makes us want to go after a project. It was just a really fun conversation. A quick note, uh, this conversation was actually done over FaceTime. Uh, He had a microphone set up, we had our microphone set up, so it sounds good. It's just, I mean, technology is just such a gift in this weird time of pandemic. So if you'll just be a little bit more patient, there may be a couple more uh, echoes in places that you're not used to it, but I promise it's worth it. Just if you're a fan of those videos, he is is the guy behind all of them, and I think you'll really enjoy this conversation. And if you want more conversations like this, we have a Patreon. It's uh, ojeremiahtalks.com, or if you just look us up on Patreon, we just released a a new song on there, actually. So uh, if you are interested in that sort of thing, that's that's the best way to support us and kind of like the reason we started this podcast in the first place. So anyway, all that to say, very excited about this episode. Ojeremiah talks about music videos film, creativity, just living the dream with our dear friend Grayson Welch. Let's do it. It can only get better, you know what I mean? Like... Yeah, we uh we have we're having maintenance issues and our internet's out and all the things. So yeah, I was like, oh man, that's not the best timing. No, it's not but, good timing yeah. at all. But so kind of like what we were talking about. Uh, <laughs> for me, every new album or every album ends with a statement, and the next one begins with a new one, right? And usually we have the chance of doing the fun part of the album which is touring playing shows and like playing the songs in front of people that's like where you build the memories behind the album and where the songs actually like get to live because you know we've been holding joymonger up to our chest in secret for a year now and then yeah, we it's re- been a long time and then we release it and now we're supposed to go on tour but the world uh ended with COVID-19. So, so yeah, the world said no. So now we're having to start the next process earlier and it feels like we never got to enjoy the live part of Joymonger. And that's the difference between you and I is like you, you're thinking like we have to start this next project like as soon as possible. But I'm like, dude, we just released an album. Yeah. Very, very different in that way. So it's like out of order almost. Because you, are you still going to tour for Joymonger? Well, yeah, well, it depends on how long this takes. We don't know. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, they're and saying that the earliest hopeful projections of live music returning is fall of 2021. That's so, crazy. So, like, by that time, like, people are going to be like, you're still playing Joymonger songs? So it's, you know, so it's like this weird, we're in the wild west of this. And we might even, yeah. like, structure things differently now. Like, we... We were even talking last night, like, are we, does this mean we like slow down with touring just like in general, like whenever things go back, like what are we, how are we setting ourselves up right now, you know? Yeah. Because if this proved anything, it's that like 
touring and being an indie musician is going to look a lot different from here on out. And we're trying to kind of figure out what that means for us. Have you felt any, can I introduce you first? <laughs> I feel like we should introduce yeah, you. Yeah, I didn't, I was, I was going to ask if we were recording. I was like, man, this is a good conversation. Yeah. I hope we're recording so, on this. So uh, we're recording on our end. I don't know uh, how it's going in Louisiana, but uh, so. <laughs> Who knows? Grayson Welch, uh, one of our longest, if not the longest collaborator in the OG Ramaya uh, army of, yeah, that's true. of collaborators. Uh, we, I would love for you to tell the story of how we met, but the okay. most important thing for people that listen to this podcast that like our music, this is the guy that helps us make those goofy music videos that we, uh, ha- that we love to do so very much. And uh, it started... I'll let you tell tell your version of how we met, but uh, I, I love this story because it was all poorly executed on my part, but uh, follow through helped us land the plane in the long run. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so what the way that I remember it is I was sitting at my iMac and I got an email from you <laughs> inquiring about a music video. And I remember I got super nervous because I was like, dude, somebody is wanting me to go do a music video for them. This is crazy. And so I remember um, I, I talked with a couple of friends of mine and I was like talking to like how to respond and whatever. And <laughs> and once we had corresponded a little bit, I remember that I wrote up a treatment for you that involved you like being in a forest and like like running through the forest, like playing instruments and stuff. And And I don't remember how, but basically you were just like, no, <laughs> like that's not what we're trying to do at all. I actually had this idea about a clown at a kid's birthday party. And I, I don't know, like the, I guess the, I, I forget how you pitched it or, or whatever, but I remember being like, yo, this is actually a way better idea than what I had in mind. I am thankful that he just said no as quickly as he did so that we didn't have to entertain this idea anymore. Because <laughs> so if I, there's anything you are, it's efficient. Yeah, you are efficient for sure. And if there's anything I am, it is... I. It's, it's excited. My, I'm excited and I'm not necessarily thinking. Uh, yeah. But <laughs> one of the things I really love about, uh, about my personality, and I, I say love in uh, Air Bunny quotes, um, I'm, I'm what's known as ready, fire, aim. So I I would just start talking and start acting and then just like pick up the pieces as we go along. So the thing about about our meeting that uh, you left out is that I was just reaching out to someone that I thought was in New Orleans and I saw your reel and I was like, oh, yeah, this guy in New Orleans is perfect. It's close to me, whatever. And it turns out you didn't even live in New Orleans. Uh, You'd like you'd never done anything like what we were going for. And whenever I said I have this idea for a clown video, the only reason I said it was because I was trying to turn you off on the idea because it was going to cost more money than I thought it would. And I thought like, oh yeah, I just, I don't think we're going to be able to do this. Cause I was expecting you to say, this is like, we'd never done a music video before. I thought you were going to say like, yeah, it's $150. <laughs> and it's just, it was not the, the case. And that was before <laughs> I knew what it took to make a music video. Yeah. Yeah. So the clown so idea funny. just kind of like came out as a joke almost. And then uh, the more I ta- talked about it, the more I was like, I actually really like this idea. And then yeah. we, we ended up making it. Yeah, that was that was a bizarre experience for me. <laughs> I remember I, I did I did have a ton of fun making it. I do remember that. I was like super nitpicky and like wanting to do a good job and like probably overly stressed I needed to. But in the actual process of making it and talking through the story with you and stuff, I I enjoyed it a lot. I, I, that was a fun one. Well, it was helpful. No, go ahead. 
where did y'all stay on? Y'all didn't stay with us in the first video, did you? They so did. The first oh, yeah. time? Yeah. That was like, that was, Aaron, that was one of the reasons why I think we ultimately became friends was because, well, obviously the video went well, so that helped. If yeah. it would have been bad, then that would have been a little tough. But we stayed at y'all's house. For so two days, like two nights. Every, yeah. So like every morning and every night before we shot and after we shot, we would all just hang out and talk about the day. And it was like super special. We were like at a, I don't know, like a summer camp or something together, yeah. like making something. Oh, I re I remember that for Trimble, but for some reason I'm having a hard time placing us for Happy Now. No, I super I super remember that, and I remember we would stay up, and you taught me what the word dailies meant, and we <laughs> yes. would we would stay up watching the videos that we shot that day, and I remember thinking, oh, we are going to be the biggest band on planet Earth, and just like <laughs> and and the cool and summer camp is a really great way to put it yeah. because oh, I, it was such a okay. memory. Okay, because yeah, we did some of some of the shots from Happy Now are in our first apartment. Yeah, I forgot that. Okay, there we the go. Me the opening one is. Yeah, the, we had that whole light situation that we had to yes. do with you eating the cereal. And, because the beginning yeah. of that video, we shot it at like nine o'clock at night but it yeah. looks like i'm having breakfast oh i remember that because right. I, I i'm like i never have empty walls like that's just not my style and i was like do you need me to take anything off and you're like just about everything <laughs> why, don't, why don't you go ahead and take everything off and i was like okay 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 um that's coming back to me now because there it was you trip mclean was it just three of you the first time and I, I can't remember. I, I don't know if Frank was there. Frank was or there. Not. Frank was there. Frank was there. Yeah. So, yeah. Because y'all all, yeah, yep, yep. We were all crammed in that apartment. I remember that now. And I remember some of the memories from that first shoot because that first shoot is when, when we became such close friends. And it's because we had a slumber mm -hmm. party. Like, what adults cannot become friends if they have a slumber party? But I, I felt so uncool. Why? That's what I remember from that time. I felt like I could, I was, it takes me a while to like open up to someone and it, and it, I felt, I felt such a struggle to like be myself that first time. Hmm. If I'm just being totally honest, I remember being like, I remember being in the kitchen with the guys and everyone was like talking and I was like thinking so hard about like what to say. Hmm. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? And I was like struggling so hard with like how to just like be normal and like, I just like couldn't figure it out. And that's, oh, th I think that was just like a rough moment for me but i would say that that's something that comes up a lot for you though yeah yeah yeah, for sure but then yeah it took some time for me to like feel comfortable if i'm being totally honest it was just intimidating because that's like such an environment that i'm it's like hey let's go do the thing that you're terrified of the most and then let's all hang out together afterwards i'm like you guys just saw talk me about how you did yeah <laughs> yeah they're like do you want to watch everything that you just did today and i was like uh definitely not <laughs> <laughs> that sounds terrible. And you guys are all just like, oh, where's the popcorn? This is so fun. And I was like, it's not. <laughs> but yeah. I remember, so I, I didn't feel those same feelings of like being nervous or whatever because I was having way too much you fun. You feel so comfortable, yeah. I feel so much, co so comfortable doing that stuff. Yeah. But uh, there were two things that I remember happening uh, to where I was like, I love these people. I want to do this every day. And one of them was whenever we went to Keg and Barrel in Hattiesburg. That was cool. And we yeah. ordered drinks and you were like, oh, I can't drink yet. <laughs> yep. And I was like, right. that is insane. Yeah. That you were like manning the ship and you were like, uh, can I get a, a, a seltzer water, please? Like, it's just, <laughs> it was so insane to me. And the other one, I'm in a full clown garb. There are children all around me. And, uh. 
Frank is who like helped write it is giving me a note and he's like, I just don't know if a clown would be motivated to, and he's like being like very intellectual, very thoughtful, whatever. <laughs> and then, very uh, and then I go in to the room with the party and we're about to shoot the scene. And one of the kids stands up on the table and he points at me and he goes, that clown's here to hurt us. <laughs> 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 because that was a legitimate birthday party. That's how we pitched it to our friends. Is I was like, "Hey, April, I'm gonna legitimately throw Noah a, a two year old birthday party." And she was like, yeah. "What do you What do you need me to do?" I was like, "Nothing." Is it weird that I'm getting your kids cake? Like, <laughs> like I'll just do all of it. You might want to get him some presents. Like I don't know that I know what he wants, but like, yeah. That's that's how you have to do it though. To make it happen, you just got to crash two year old birthday parties. If if you need a birthday party, that's what you do. Hire, Did you ever yeah. have any doubts on the because it because you, you sent us the first treatment for Happy Now was a very very standard music video like it was. we want this band to look cool we want this band to be like serious <laughs> and then when mm -hmm. you sent me that it made me realize as an artist like oh that's not who I am and if the second I put money behind that I that's me saying oh this is who I am now mm. and for me. I told you I want to be a clown in a fake Wes Anderson music video. And mm -hmm. like for you, that's not the video you were setting out to do, but it's the end of the video we ended up making. How did, how did you feel in the process of that? Yeah. I remember, I don't remember disliking or being off put by the idea at all as kind of outlandish as it is for a music video concept. I remember not liking my idea <laughs> oh. and being like, I had this feel, it feels so cookie cutter and I hated it. But I was just like, well, I got to send them something because hmm. they asked me to send them an idea and I couldn't really come up with anything. So I think it was, I think it was almost a breath of fresh air hmm. whenever you told me about the idea. Cause I was like, that's awesome. This is a story yeah. about a clown and a magician and the conflict. And I can get with that. Like I understand how to make that happen as a video. Um, it's funny because that kind of, that is the process that we have gone through basically every video yeah. where you, you have come to me with some sort of concept or idea. And then we basically just took off from there. And it's a lot of you explaining to me why it's awesome. And then me finally understanding like, oh yeah, okay, I got it. And this is how we translate this into a good music video, you know, and yeah. not just a concept. It would, I feel like the first step of the process is I bring you this ridiculous idea and yes. you, and you say, just so you know, that's like 30 grand. And then I'm like, <laughs> and, then, and then I go yeah, back to square true. one and I'm like, oh, okay, okay, okay. So we don't need the, uh, the second space shuttle. We'll just take yes. the first, you know what I mean? Like, and then whenever yeah. I, I remember whenever we were doing the, even if it kills me video, I pitched you the airplane and you were like, Dude, we we can't do an airplane. I was like, no, no, I think I can get an airplane. And by the end of yeah. it, I think then we were just like, yeah, we're just gonna we're just gonna go into this with no restrictions, and then we start like roll like rolling back on, uh, you know, the realistic comes the closer we get to shoot time. I think yeah, it's kind of the process we set out on. Mm -hmm. So to be honest, I didn't hear anything that you just said until <laughs> as realistic as it comes. Well, I think that's it. Yes. Uh, have we decided if you have the bad connection or if I do? I, you know what? I think it's best that we don't assign blame and that we just take <laughs> this as a team. Okay, that's how, fair. How can we ever know? That's true. 
<clears throat> so what I was going to say is I think part of the process for us is I come out with this big outlandish idea and you're mm-hmm. like, just so you know, this is this much money, whatever. But now we've gotten comfortable to the point where we don't give each other restrictions and brainstorming. We're like, we have all the money in the world at this part of the process. Let's yeah. find the best idea and then figure out where we want to go. Yeah. Yeah. And I think I really enjoy that because the the dreaming phase of a lot of these videos is like my favorite part of just thinking of all the different things that we could do with the project. I also think, Jeremiah, you've kind of been on the the receiving end of uh, like a, a mentality shift for me that's kind of happened over the years um, as a filmmaker. I, I think, and it's not a bad um, inclination, but I I have a tendency to want to do things right. So, you know, for instance, if, if we're, I don't know, you know, if we're, if we're trying to fake an airplane taking off. I want to do the rig on the plane and I want to get a legitimate pilot and I want to, you know, get several cameras and do it how they would do it on a big set or whatever. But in reality, all we need is a couple shots of you in the cockpit and then, you know, some driving by and we make it happen. And I think I got frustrated by limited resources, like not being able to do it the way they did it on bigger sets. And, and over time, I've learned that that actually is like, the best part about filmmaking, like being able to take a huge idea and, you know, make it, make it with less, make it with an affordable budget. So I think, so I think part of what you have received with like the, oh, this is going to be $30,000 is me like saying, all right, this is how it would be in the industry. But in reality, it's like, no, that I'm learning to enjoy making it happen. Um, that's, it's been a difficult thing for me. I actually, I just got done filming this like action short film and the same thing was happening where we're trying to pull off a lot of these big stunts with very limited resources, you know, like a camera on a gimbal, no lighting, nothing, you know, like no official equipment, that kind of thing. A lot of talented people, but not the resources to make these happen as if they were on a bigger set. Um, and we came out with some great stuff because I was finally like, all right, we can, we can make something awesome with not that much. Sure. Um, is it's, there something? I don't know how I got on that tangent, but yeah. is, do you think there's something like in you that's like telling you you're not legit unless X Y Z happens, or like absolutely okay, yeah. It's it was a a factor of success for me. Yeah, you know, and one of the eye opening things that I've begun to learn is that budgets will never be enough. It doesn't matter if you have a hundred dollars or a hundred million dollars, you will always wish that you had more mm-hmm. and it's hard for me to comprehend but i've heard enough of like the top directors and cinematographers say that to finally believe them <laughs> yeah because it sounds okay. almost like the conversation isn't i want bigger budgets but it's more like how do i how am i content where i am like yes. making the projects i'm like this is where i'm at in my creative career how can that be enough right now mm-hmm. because i remember we would look back at the plane footage on the, even if it kills me video. And I would think, Oh, we're never going to be able to top this. Like we pulled off a miracle and you were still like, man, it'd be amazing if I could get on that plane or, or so, you know, so, <laughs> yeah. where it's like, I really need a dolly. Come, yeah. We need a second plane. But <laughs> th- I just remember being so proud of us that, cause I have so much, I get so much fulfillment out of making big things with no money. <laughs> 
Yeah. Like that Trimble, is not me. Trimble had a cast of like 20 people. It did. Yeah. <laughs> and, and we had no money. Like, I love that. Oh. None. We pulled so, I pulled so many strings on that project to make it happen. I know. And everybody involved loved it. It was super fun. It was a blast, man. It's one yeah. of my favorite memories as a band. Every video we've done is one of my favorite videos since we've played music together. But I think a lot of it is because for me, and I'm, I'm interested if you have similar like places in your career, it's making videos is the one time I don't get in my head as far as hmm. like when we're on set, it is legitimately like all about how much fun we're having for me. And maybe you don't experience that because you're, it's your neck <laughs> that, that's sticking out yeah, for, for a video. The video's terrible. <laughs> but in a, when we're making records or I'm writing songs, I am a wreck because I'm trying to do it well. I'm trying to do it right. It has to be right. But when I'm making a video, I'm dressed as a clown. I'm jumping in an airplane. Like, I don't care. Like you this, get, you are like, you get so much joy. Like you're just so excited. Like the, even if it kills me set, that you had like so much fun. You were just like so pumped to be with all your friends. It it was it's summer camp. Yeah. Every time. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good perspective, Jay. <laughs> I wish I definitely it's it's literally just part of me growing as an artist is, is being okay with cutting corners and being happy. I think I I don't know. It was like a, mentally I was like, look, if we can get the same shot on a low budget way or a high budget way. I want to do the high budget way because that's the right way to do it or whatever, <laughs> you know, sure. it's just not, a, it's not a good mentality. I think, I think it was an ego thing mostly. Hmm. Yeah. Cause I remember uh, yeah. one specific shoot you did. We won't say names because it's a real entity. Um, but it was the highest budget thing that you had shot up to that point. And I yeah. remember talking to you afterwards and you were just like, dude, it was so such a letdown. Mm hmm. Mm. Do you want to talk about it? Really was. Do you, did that? Did that help learn this at all? Yeah, yeah, it did. It's it's one of those things where it's like you wish that you could learn a lesson, but you just have to live through it, and then you finally understand it. That's basically what it was. Like I I had this myth that more toys and people meant more satisfaction with my work, and it just wasn't true. Mm. Um, I I think I take for granted the amount of freedom that we have on our projects to do whatever the heck we want and how fun that is because I I work with industry guys and I'm always surprised by how willing they are to just pitch in on a like low budget project because in my mind I'm like why you're working on you know Breaking Bad season 13 or something and then and then you want to come and work on this little bitty action short film that we have and it, it always it always surprises me. Hmm. Um, well, like from from the start, like just from like like our or at least my perspective of first meeting y'all or like you and like your crew, it's always been like you and whoever's with you, right? Because sometimes it changes. It's never on in my end the legitness of it is never about how much we have what equipment we have what how many people are there you've exuded a amount of like professionalism just in how you carry your business and that <laughs> makes it feel legit and that's made it feel feel legit from the start and that's why it's funny that you like couldn't drink on the first set because we're like well this guy is internally 50 years old 
He can't drink just, and he's and also young, like, my just, dad. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so like that, that's always what it's from my perspective. Like it felt legit from the start because of that. And it's never been about, and that's carried through on every set. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Even with just my baby Jimmy and me, and it was literally just you. It was you with a and little, a, and a little camera, eight like mil. that's yeah. all it was. Like, like you can carry, like you, you carry that sense of like legitness with you without anything on you i don't mm-hmm. i feel like you know what i'm saying <laughs> yeah no no i do totally i think it's a good thing like i i really literally every project i am really invested in it and i really want it to be good and that's why sometimes it's like it's too far which actually my baby jimmy and me well jeremiah you, you and i actually talked about this is like look we're not going to tell any sort of crazy story we're not going to make this some big production we're going to show up with a camera and we're just going to film it. It's just going to be us three making it happen. And that ends up being, you know, a lot of people's favorite video that we did. That's that's my like, favorite video that we Yeah, that's my favorite video that we have for sure. Crazy. Mm-hmm. And it's and it's it's the one we spent the least amount of money on, the least amount of time on, and the least amount of editing. We didn't watch the dailies. We didn't. We couldn't watch the dailies. We sent it off, yeah, and we were we like, "I hope you got what you whenever, needed." Whenever, whenever you got like the final, what was it like, fifty-eight minutes or something of footage? And yeah. Jeremiah was like, "Oh my gosh, do you want to like sit down and like make a night of this?" And I was like, "No, like, <laughs> why would you ever do that?" But that's what. But but that's what, what we did. one of the one of my favorite memories of the My Baby Jimmy and Me video is how many times you and I kept second guessing that we were about to just wing it and because you (laughs) know how it was two people reminding each other hey this is the plan this it remember this is the yes and both of us kept repeating like this is gonna be cool man we're just doing it different this time and neither one of us believed it (laughs) (laughs) it's like no man i don't look we're not caring as much on this we're just doing it to have fun and then internally i'm like uh, yeah. Yep. Uh, should we should we ride in lines here? Should we do <laughs> yes. something? There's and even there's even an after like it it was like two ish days that you were with us, but we would wake up in early and like do it in the morning because it was like super. It was in July, right, or something. It was so hot. It was hot, but I remember one afternoon like we finished filming for the day, and Jeremiah was like, "Yeah, I think we're just gonna like go back like you and nap if you want." And I was like, "Are you joking?" Like, that's available today? Like, that doesn't even make <laughs> sense. Like, I feel like we should be doing something. Well, we, the, we only had one scripted part in the video, and it was the one thing that got cut out. Because yeah, it felt it so, work. it felt so fraudulent thing, compared to, oh, yeah. I felt myself doing, ter- whenever we had to, like, act out, uh, I, do you ever just, like, feel your face just, like, not selling something? I literally was like, this isn't going well at all. <laughs> Yeah. Like, I know I'm not doing well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was actually, I think I remember after we shot it, I was like, nope. I, yeah, I don't know about that one. <laughs> you know, it's but, like, we gave it our best shot, but we got better stuff than this. Yeah, and yeah. it's it's kind of going back to what Aaron said about how, like, you convince us that we're making the right call each video. I never feel like you're selling us something. And, you know, in the entertainment business, especially, I feel like everybody is selling snake oil in some capacity mm-hmm. and you've never upsold me on anything. And it's interesting because like, you're never like to you, you want the biggest gear, you want the best stuff. You want to make the most legit video. But every time sure. we make a video, you teach us the equipment we're going to use. So yeah, I thought when we did happy now, it doesn't get better than your <sighs> Canon 5d and yeah. those lenses, whatever. And then we shot red on Trimble, and I was like, oh, it cannot get better than Trimble, red, whatever. 
And then we did even if it kills me. And it, we go bigger, we go bigger. And then on Jimmy, you're like, I'm thinking we just go all the way back. Like, let's yeah. just. So every time I couldn't, I wouldn't have been willing to take those chances if I just didn't have 100% faith in you as a creative person. Just being mm-hmm. like, hey, this is, this is what this project needs. This is the number. Let's go for it. Yeah. Actually, the you saying that, I think we have shot on a different format every single <laughs> every project. Time. Yep. And every Literally, time you yeah. use words like anamorphic and all these other words, <laughs> and I'm like, Grayson, I don't care. I need a clown costume. Like, that's what every time. Aaron is a therapist, and I need, like, every time it's different. Because the thing that I, I'm always thinking, I'm like, what is... When I'm describing this video to someone, what will make them laugh? Mm-hmm. Like, what is a great elevator pitch for this music video? I go to a therapist. My wife is my therapist every time. So, yep. like, and I love my baby Jimmy and me. We went, we go to my hometown. We had no plan. Like, and we shot it on eight millimeter. Like, I love yep. that. But for yeah. you, it takes, I think it takes two, two brains. It takes a person to, like, be, like, jump out of the plane and you're the guy with the parachute being like, okay, well, here's how we actually execute that. Yeah. Because I would have no idea how to do that stuff. Yeah. Right. And I, I, I think when I was just getting into filmmaking, I think that I would have told you that I would have disliked that, but I've actually really, really enjoyed like taking this thing that you've created in your mind, as far as the story goes and stuff like that, and then making it happen and working with you on it. Cause I think, I've only worked with a handful of other artists on music videos, um, but the, as far as I know, that's not usually how the creative process goes with sure. larger artists. It's much more of a, hey, this is our general idea. You submit an idea and then we decide if we like it or not. Whereas yeah. our process is more of, you come to me, it's like, yo, what do you think about getting an airplane and having <laughs> aliens and also fireworks. And, and I'm like, yes, uh, let's talk about how we do this. Yeah. And I think that I do think you're right. I don't think that's the process for most artists. And I think it's the reason why we've never reached out to another filmmaker to make one of mm-hmm. these videos is because like, I don't want to do it the other way. Like I yeah. want you and I to be at a crummy Starbucks <laughs> And being like, okay, 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 how do I fight him? Or what, you know, like we're, yeah. the conversation we've had and some of the things that we've thought it was going to go, like the alternative endings to Even If It Kills Me, where like what, like so many other things that we talked through. And it's just like, that's the process that I want every video to be. Because it feels like, it feels like the reward for putting in the work every Mm -hmm. time we get to do it. So I would say for you, the most stressful part of a video shoot is the editing like waiting to make sure that what you had dreamed of was as funny or as exciting as you expected it because then you start getting in your head of like wait was that a good idea i oh, was right i have a perfect up no, until you're then, so right. up until then you get stoked so for, grayson what's the most stressful part for you is like budgeting of like you're like how am i gonna convince jeremiah that like this is like definitely not possible <laughs> yeah Honestly, yes, resource allocation has been the most stressful part of it. Yeah. And but I guess what we were talking about earlier is like it's a lot of it to me was unmerited. Like it was it was primarily just my stress and frustration about how we're not, you know, shooting on X Y Z lens when I know that that's the right lens that we should be telling the story with. But the lens that we're using works great. 
And it's awesome for where we are. And, it, you know, our, the process is unencumbered. We don't have 20 people on set slowing us down. We've just got us making decisions on the fly and making it happen. Yeah. Um, I think m most of, well, I think each shot that we do is like, a, is, is stressful in its own way. But I, but I don't want to talk about it negatively. It's more of like, I, I know kind of the general idea of what we want to do, but until that camera rolls and I see what it is, I don't know if it's gonna work or not. Yeah. So there's a part of it where it's like, we tend to over-prepare and overstuff all of our ideas with a bunch of things that end up getting cut out or being unnecessary at the end because I'm nervous that I don't know that the content is gonna fill out the space and like make it work. But it's, it's really, I'm just kind of like, all right, well, Usually, usually I am pretty wound up until like the first shot of the of the shoot or the second shot, and then and then from that point on, I know exactly what we're going to be getting basically the rest of the shoot. Yeah. So that's usually the most because you can part. you can tell like I've I can remember moments where like as soon as a a set is I don't know how to talk about this but as soon as it's set up. <laughs> A scene is set uh -huh. up and your first look into what it actually is going to look like. You, I feel like you know right away if that's what you want or not. Yeah. And you're either absolutely. and you're either excited and you're like, let's do this and you get pumped. Or you're either like, let's just get it just in case and then we're going to move on to the next one. <laughs> like, yeah. like, let's just, yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, and you never know how much work it's going to take to get to that point. Because sometimes I just set the camera down and we do something and it's awesome and it works great. Yeah. But then there's other times... Um, like when we when we did that for even if it kills me when we did the um the dance walking sequence with my truck yes. and the tripod that, got that ran was over like and, a three hour shot. Yes, because I I could not get it to a place that I liked it and I couldn't figure it out and we were trying to do too much with the truck and and all that stuff. Yeah. So you never know. But then with the uh, when you find the air cap, the old like vintage air cap, then that was like done like i set it up that was awesome and Ooh, that's one of the that's most exactly memorable that's one of the most memorable shots in the whole video yeah, and huh? it was legitimately just like all right i'm gonna press the red button nobody talk and we're in yeah yeah and one of my favorite phrases that you say on set that uh i have i have similar phrases in my life of just like oh that's freaking it because i second guess a lot i will overthink mm -hmm. anything into submission but whenever grayson welch says i don't even want to shoot it again that's whatever I know we got it. It's like, it's like so pumped. Yeah, because yeah, you, you clap your hands and you say, I don't even want to shoot it again. And yeah, that's yeah. why I'm like, nobody's arguing with yes, that guy. Yes, because I remember, so Kirby and our Liza shoot, like, I yes. guess he had the final call of if we got to shoot it again, maybe. I don't know. Well, he also was so, keeping wraps on how much film we were using. No, but so like Grayson would say that and like do his clap and then Kirby would be like, actually, we're just going to get like one more. And you're yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. No, 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 totally, yeah. totally fine, totally fine. And then you would just well, clap films, for no reason. Yeah, I mean, that project was crazy for a number of reasons. One, we brought in somebody that was kind of a key collaborator that we hadn't done previously. Yeah, like, we felt like we were inviting way. someone into our sacred relationship. A new counselor yes. at summer camp. Yeah. If you will. Yes. I mean, I, I even had... um. <laughs> I guess I guess that says something about how we feel about the process because I I even had conversations with you of how I was going to have conversations with him yeah. about the way that we like to do things 
and you know so that this special sauce or whatever it is doesn't get ruined because he um, le- yeah because he left a huge budget like monster project and he's coming to work on this like teeny tiny DIY thing yeah. and yeah. you also had to explain to him like just so you know we're all really hands on and we're all kind of just like going for Express it Express your feelings in the yes. evening yeah <laughs> yes yeah i think he had actually just come off of um a shoot for the Baltimore Ravens or something like that. And it was like $300,000 commercial shoot. And he was like, Hey man, yeah, what's was going very, on? Very, very, our apartment in Athens? Yeah. His yeah. cigarette butts are still on our back porch. I see it every, <laughs> every day I see them. But yeah. the other That's thing so that funny. I always remember about that shoot is how uh, he met our friends that were about to have kids. And he is so wonderful to talk to about kids. Because it is the one thing that ha- will remain like sacred to him, which I just yes. thought was so very touching. Oh, he gave me, totally. He was really sweet. He's like, man, it's really hard. It's real hard, but you're gonna be okay. <laughs> yeah, it's it was a very that was a very sweet. Now thing. they have their kid. Yeah, now they have funny. their kid, and they're every t- every day they're like, thank God for Kirby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh yep. man. I'm trying to think of uh, there was do you something have funny I, stories. I feel like you said you had funny stories. From I do. I actually I've been like trying to find a segue to tell some okay. of these oh, funny stories. Just jump in there, man. I want to hear. There I it wanna, is. Yeah, there yeah. it is. You're welcome. Let's do this. Let me see. Hold up. We talked about all the happy now stuff. Um, oh, I love um, during Trimble. Two things. One, I was a huge fan of the way your opening conversation came together. And the the naked line, and I remember it so specifically, like taking it and breaking it up into chunks, and then having to like cut in between as precisely as possible the laughs, because <laughs> like down to the frame, I'd be like, all right, they they laughed here because that was super funny, so I got to cut this, cut that. Yeah, yeah, because we we had a script for that part too. I think we ended up not using any of the scripted moments because once we got what was said, <laughs> well, once we got what was said, it was just like, all right, y'all y'all go through yeah. it, and well, we. Remember, we were whispering, and so Trip was doing audio, and he was the only one that could actually hear what we were saying in the moment. Like y'all were like, "That's like, right, yes." You were like, "Hey, did we actually get anything?" And I and Trip was like, "It's really good." Yeah, like, Trip, Trip was is the like, only person emoting while we're performing it. That was probably that was probably why I did so well, is because like no one could hear me. So I was like, "Oh, this is going really well." Like, and it also felt like we were having this shared moment with Trip because yeah. he's the only person in on the joke and it was just like it was but, a very surreal like, feeling laugh and we like rehearsed it so much i feel like also i could be wrong but grayson last time we were at your house your parents house um your mom was there with like your sister's piano teacher was there and i feel like your mom whenever she introduces us to people she's like here watch just just, just watch this opening really quick yeah and she like <laughs> yes she like loves it's definitely that. one of her favorites yeah, yeah she plays that scene. she's like here 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 have you i was like I've, uh, yeah, yeah yeah let's watch it okay <laughs> I do love yep. that scene, and uh, I get a lot of compliments on our acting in that scene. Yeah, and I have to tell people people think zero we're good actors acting. after that. And zero I was like, acting at that part. I that was, was like, me and my wife just goofing around. Don't count on that for much else. Yeah, that was a sweet. But the editing of that was because I remember a lot of times I just I don't know what to say whenever Jeremiah says like the most ridiculous things. So I just kind of like give him a look, and that and I know that was like. <laughs> edited from that's a what different it was. moment that's what it ended up being in but, the video yeah <laughs> yeah it's crazy yeah yeah i also remember for any film people listening to this that we snuck in a changing aspect ratio throughout that music video do you guys even know what i'm talking about no 
No. We're like, we're like the the black bars, like how wide the image is. We started it taller, oh. and then it got thinner, yeah. and then it got thinner by the end, and then expanded out again based on like what was happening in the story. Oh, that's cool. How have you how never did I not told? Know that? Yeah. How have I never known that? That's that is why I'm so proud of it because even like my my film friends that watched that video didn't know that we did it. And I was like, that there it is. There like, it is. We 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 pulled a trick. <laughs> <laughs> Zing them. That's really cool. So at the beginning it's what? You said it's the it's really It it starts at sixteen by nine, like like a normal sort of laptop screen, and then it goes down to like two, three, five, which is like the normal wide screen for an action movie or something shot yeah. anamorphic. And then it got even wider whenever the lights start flashing and the smoke comes out yeah. and it gets dark. And then it was like whoop, at the very end. Now you say that, original. that like totally makes sense because I'm thinking of the stills like gradually. Yeah, uh -huh. that's, that's crazy. Yep. Hmm. That's so that, cool. that was fun. I do. I don't even know if you guys know this story, <laughs> but for even if it kills me, we so we shot in South Alabama. Where's it's Lower Summer Alabama? We're in Summerdale. Summerdale. That's Summerdale. Yes. Yeah, um, yeah. McLean and I. So McLean producing it with us. We drove down from Birmingham to go check it out to scout it, and we somehow ended up talking with my mom on the phone on the way down there, and she goes, "Where are you going?" And I was like, it's just somewhere in South Alabama. We're filming for the music video. She goes, you know that there's a hurricane coming, right? Oh, yeah. And I, was like, I do remember that. I was like, I was like, Mom, you can't. We got to make this music video. I don't care about a hurricane right now. And so McLean was like checking it out on his phone, making sure that we were good. And we was like, I guess we're good. So we went down there and we scouted it. And literally as we were leaving, like, clouds and wind just rolling across the farm we're like all right i guess we gotta leave and we literally like were being chased by this hurricane out of the location oh my south. word <laughs> it was so fun so my dad was there with you the first time he was yeah yep okay he gave us the grand tour yeah i think i one forgot of the, about that i think one of the reasons that makes that video so special is that that location for one, it is perfect for the vibe we were going for, but also mm -hmm. it is literally where Erin grew up. Like that is like her yard that she grew up on. And it was so, it was so cool. Like having those worlds collide, like shooting the scene where, um, where young Jeremiah is like waking up. Wasn't that like your childhood bed? That was my sister's room. Yeah. Yeah. That's insane to me. And then that is wild. the house where, or the kitchen scene, the sink is so short because my grandmother is like under five foot. And so she had those cabinets built specifically for her shortness. And so that is my grandmother's house, which is right next door to my dad's. And like every day that we were shooting, she was like just a regular, like she kept her life the same. She's like, yeah, y'all need my kitchen? Go right in. And she was just shelling pecans every single day that we did that. Just, <laughs> just like keeping, she's like, and I remember one day she was like, Aaron, did you get the pictures that you needed? I was like, yeah. We did. <laughs> we got him, Grandma. We got it. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Yeah, that was. Funny. Remember the cow scene where you tried to like get the cows did to we stampede? Keep any, did we keep any of that in there? But Dad was like, "Shoot, no, I f he's like, I fed them too early today. Sorry, they're not going to run mm, after you." I don't think we got. We, I think there's like one or two little shots of a cow. Yeah. Uh, I don't. I don't know. I can't honestly. I can't remember. I, all I remember is that we were trying to. 
coordinate with the herd with the camera move. Right, right. You're like, and it was not coming off. No, it's like, dude, why are we trying to direct a herd of cows right now and put Jeremiah in the right spot and have him perform and stuff? And so good. Yeah. So I, I didn't tell you this, but the first time I saw the dailies, I walked into the other room and shed a single tear. Oh, no. Because I thought it made a huge mistake going mustache Aww. for the video. Oh, wow. And I, I said out loud to no one, I ruined the video. Aw, uh, yeah. Dude, and your looks are like the best part of all the videos. He had The costumes nice and the facial hair. That's very nice of he you. He had a really hard time with how he looked in that video. Yeah, like the first, it, like now I can watch it and it'd be cool. Uh, but I had a hard time watching it because mm -hmm. I was like, did my pride for being, having an iconic look, like, um, the place beyond the pines with Ryan Gosling, he, mm -hmm. do you know, you, are you familiar? That's the one where he has the face Absolutely. tattoos. Mm -hmm. Uh, after the first day of shooting, he tried to go back and reshoot it because he was like, I should not have tried to convince you to give me a face tattoo. And the director was like, this is, we're doing it. Like you have a face tattoo now. That's your character. Yeah. And that's how I felt. I was just like, I can't believe I did this whole video looking like a pedophile from uh, you were, 19. Yeah. You were so worried. I about was that. so weird about it. Which I get. I get weird about Because after we did the Happy Now video, immediately I learned that adult people really are afraid of clowns. I, there's no way you didn't know that beforehand. I, did, I thought, like, haha. Clowns. There's there's just like no way you didn't know that. Yeah, but I thought in the same way people were gonna be turned off by my mustache. Oh. That's That's interesting. I, I literally never thought about that the entire shoot. That's because yeah. you didn't look like Voldemort in the witness protection. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny that it's funny that you say that because I feel like that's one of the like the stronger things that you bring to every video is your costuming and your like look decisions. Yeah. Yeah, and it's obviously the green jacket was like the first thing or, or whatever, and we kind of made that into something. But even the jacket from Even If It Kills Me and the cap and all those things yeah. well, make the, it so much better. I think the reason why yeah. is because the, I mean, obviously the first outfit where I'm in the clown, like the costume was everything, but the green jacket video, the idea that I pitched to you was I'm going to go on social media and say this green jacket got stolen out of my car. And the the video was in was like the punchline to that fake theft. It's like, hey, that was fake, ha ha ha. But yep. it became like this whole life in its own, where like I became known for the green jacket. I got tired of being known for the green jacket, so I was like, well, I need a new jacket for this. For Jeremiah was like, do you have any like seventies print fabric? And I was like, probably, because I have like this big barrel of fabric that I never do anything with. But in case I get crafty one day and learn how to use my sewing machine, I'm ready. But he like found that print and he was like, I stick with me. I'm going to make stars to go on my denim jacket. And I was like, I gave you that denim jacket as like a gift like years ago. They, a they age really well. If you ruin this forever, I'm not getting you a new <laughs> one. But he, but it ended up being like a thing and like, so much, Jeremiah definitely has such an iconic look because one of our friends dressed up their baby as Jeremiah for Halloween one year. She didn't have what? She didn't have hair yet, and so she was ready to go. And then <laughs> for our Joymonger release, two people had, or those that family and then another family dressed up their kids as me and Jeremiah from Even If It Kills Me. And so like the denim jacket, he had like an aviator cap 
like and then i don't know that they had a leather jacket that was the first video where i felt like i had a look and so i had like a leather jacket and like a floral dress that was like the thing so and it, the, the shotgun from the 1920s yes. yeah and so like jeremiah definitely has a look and so i was really i i anytime there's any film footage of me i'm gonna second guess what i look like the whole time that's just yeah. like that's always going to be a burden for me but whenever jeremiah had that with even if it kills me i was like so bummed because i like knew exactly what he was talking about and i was like oh i hate that because like he was so excited but now you're okay with it and yeah now i'm okay with it because i learned on that video that if if you do a one i learned from me it is not necessarily helpful to see myself during the process because it's easy to be like to forget why you're there and to, mm-hmm. and to focus on the way you are. Yeah. So I would look at dailies and be like, Oh, I've made a huge mistake whenever yeah. really it fits with that vibe. Like when I think of me putting on that cap and I look up and I've got a mustache, I'm like, that fits that vibe. So it's not necessarily productive to keep inventory of the way you look. As long as the people you trust are like, Hey man, you're good. Keep going. Yeah. So surround yourself with people you trust and cause I don't trust myself most of the time. Like mm. in those moments I'm overthinking everything and I need people around me going, Hey, yeah. keep going. Yeah, like need, you got it. I need so much direction. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I think that's one of the reasons we've made 27 videos together is because I've never not trusted you. Yeah. That's good to hear. Cause it's definitely been a process, <laughs> you know? Well, for you, yeah. I mean, because you came into the equation with authority, I came to you with a clown idea. Like, trust (laughs) was easier coming from your direction than it was from mine. Yeah, I would say (laughs) that's so funny. What? So, where where you are now? Can you? Because the thing about you that I've always loved is that at twenty, you knew what you wanted, you went after it. What are Mm -hmm. some of the harder lessons that you've learned chasing after this? that you're kind of like coming to terms with? Because what are you now, 24? 25. Dude. Fresh Geezer. 25. Geezer. <laughs> so like what are some of the things 25-year-old Grayson would have loved to warn 20-year-old Grayson about? Man, um, this is going to sound super pretentious, but it is 100% true about myself. I, because I have an incredible family and support team in my life with with what I do had extremely high hopes and uh for for the direction of my filmmaking career specifically like I I had these milestones in my head of like you know so and so director did this Spielberg for instance I think he I think he finished Jaws when he was 27 no or something like that for the longest time, I thought it was 25, and then I think I researched it, and it was actually 27. But that's always been a benchmark for me. I'm like, man, if I'm not at least making features by the time I'm 25, then what am I doing? You know. And so I set these super unrealistic expectations for myself, and I, I, I don't know. I think that. Honestly, even in the past couple months, I've been learning to love the process of making the films and and strategize less and make more. Um, I think that I mentally talk myself out of a number of good ideas because 
I get overwhelmed by needing, you know, this this certain amount of resources or, oh, it's not 100%, so I'm not going to go for it. Um, and there's part of me, too, that's like, I guess, I guess as you get older, you start your, your window of opportunity starts, starts to, to close, you know? So I start, I start to get nervous. Like, Oh, Oh, well maybe I won't actually do these things that I set out to do when I was in high school and middle school. I do the same thing where I worry like every time I hear a song, uh, not every time, but a lot of times I'll hear a song that I think is super dope. First thing I'll do is I'll go look up the age of the people that... Oh my gosh, really? Yes. Because I do the same thing where I'm like, Whoa. oh, at some point people are going to stop inviting me to the party. And I think that's just an insecurity because I'm looking for a reason why my life hasn't been more successful. Mm-hmm. And I, I would love for it to be that I'm too old. You want to blame it on age? Yeah, but because has- the alternative is that I'm not good enough. Yeah. I would much rather it be, oh, this old dude, which I'm not, I'm 30. But I would much rather than be like, oh, it's because he's 30, instead of being like, oh, he's not as good as he thinks he is. Or, oh, it's mm-hmm. because he doesn't have that it factor. It's just because he's 30. Like, I think mm-hmm. we're all kind of looking for permission to, to chase a dream, but we also are looking for permission to why the dream isn't what we thought it was. To have like an mm-hmm. out for not making it. Yeah. And I think I, I manifest or I fixate on age just like you do. Mm-hmm. And it's just a, it's just false. Like there are so many exceptions to, you know, for every 27 year old Spielberg, there's a 43 year old David Harbor. Hmm. You know, yeah. like but there's so also, many different exceptions. Y'all both work really hard, though, and that, that could that could could be motivating you to work as hard as you do, right? Yeah, I think it's uh, you can't have an all or nothing mentality about it, and I think that's what I I brought to the table a lot, and why I end up being frustrated by the projects that I work on now and why that larger budget project was such an eye opener because it is easy to blame, you know, or, or to direct my frustration about, you know, whatever I'm thinking of on resources or, you know, a lack of reading enough books to learn about it or not having enough time. And in reality, which I guess what I'm finding that I have to do is just say, all right, this is an excellent idea. Let me make this idea with what I have right in front of me and put it out in the world and move on and learn and move on and trust that the process, it's like, it's like, it's like this. So uh, this might be a weird analogy, but it helped me kind of understand why I was tripping myself up. It's like, I want to do a thousand pushups, right? But for whatever reason, I was never willing to just do 10 at a time. I would only be okay if I did 100 at a time. And so I would start out doing 100 and get to like, you know, 20 or 30 or 40 and then, you know, fizzle out because I can't do 100 at a time yet. And I've been learning to be okay with like, look, instead of trying to do 100, just do 10. Do 10, learn something, do the next one. Like the opportunities will present themselves as you continue to make work. And, and work with people that you want to work with, you know, people that bring something extra to the table. Yeah. Um, I love that yeah. analogy. Because I think it's also hard to admit that maybe your younger self maybe wasn't ready for a project that you are going to get in the next couple of years or 
like mm-hmm. emotionally ready, physically ready. Like maybe, maybe like younger you wasn't capable of handling that, you know? And it's, well, I know that's true for me. And so it's like, maybe it's okay that this process hasn't been rushed because I probably yeah. like emotionally would have not been able to, like my capacity to hold that would have been, it would have been really hard. Yeah. Yeah. It's like at the end of every project, I'm like, man, I'm so thankful I did that project and I didn't have this opportunity before then because learning this was monumental. I really needed to know that. Yeah. You know? yeah. I learned on Joymonger that, so we made, uh, I never, I don't think I've ever thanked you for this. Uh, you were the first person that made me feel really good about Joymonger. You're the first person that heard it outside of my marriage. And, uh, wow. You, you like said things that were very affirming because one of the things I learned in Joymonger is that I will get so in my head thinking about where this could lead me that I forget that this is a thing that you started doing because you love doing it. Yes, that's so good, Jeremiah. Absolutely. So yeah. I and I just I remember feeling like I sent you the, the whole record mm-hmm. and I sent it to you and I was thinking like. So we're, we're trying to figure out the songs we want to make a video to. I was mad too. I was like, you're not supposed to be sending it to anyone. And, and it's I like, said, but it's Grayson. Like, but Grayson's going to, we're going to like collaborate on stuff. And I was like, for like one or two songs, like you don't need to send them everything. Because I always worry about, I have like, I think sometimes I have too much foresight. And so I was already envisioning how Jeremiah was going to respond to the reaction of Joymonger. And I was like, wouldn't you rather Grayson hear it? and like give you good feedback whenever you release it because your expectations are so high for releasing it. You're kind of like tarnishing a little touch of that. Well, but he wasn't worried about that. No, because, <laughs> and uh, for a lot of reasons, one, we've worked together so much. I value your opinion. No, I know. I know. But also, I, did, I don't like, I don't like sharing things early. I get really like protective of that, but no, no, especially sorry. when they're not finished yet. Oh, yeah. No, but you were the first person to hear it finish from start from from beginning to end. That's true. That's true. And I remember feeling so relieved that you had very positive things to say mm-hmm. that it it was cause for pause, uh, cause for pause, <laughs> pause for <laughs> pause for jaws and calls. Um, it made me stop and think, why was that so important to me? What he had to say, hmm. because I had plenty of great memories making that record. I love the songs on that record. Why isn't that enough? You were seeking validation. And I want to feel the same way I feel about our records that I do our videos because I've had people come up and say that even if it kills me is cheesy. And I go, it's so unfortunate you can't see how great that video is. The video itself? Yes. Like we did a premiere in Hattiesburg, Mississippi. Someone told me it was cheesy at the end. And I was like, but isn't cheesy awesome sometimes? (laughs) Like, I I don't know that that I wouldn't, I don't know, objectively as I can say it, I don't think I'd call that video cheesy. It was like completely unconventional. You didn't get what you wanted. Yeah. But but you sort of did. That's good. (laughs) But at the same time, like, I I want to remember that you signed up for this. You were never promised money. You were never mm. promised glory. You got a guitar. You got a camera. And we said, I never want this feeling to end. And mm. at some point in the process, we tainted it with our expectation. How do we get totally. back to square one? And you feel like your 
like internal feelings about your music versus the the videos are very different. You feel more freedom with videos than you do with your your music. I feel more. I feel like if if I could approach songwriting with the same free will, like Child, come what may, childlike, childlike wonder. wonder yeah. hmm. I think our music would be a lot different, and I think that I would have a much better time in the process of it. Because there's never been a time on a set with when we're making videos where I feel like anything is at stake. My, That's so true. My feeling is always, I can't believe we raised the money for this and I can't huh. believe I get to do this right now. It is always as good for my heart making videos. And, I, and it's, you know, like Into the Spider-Verse, amazing movie. I saw it in theaters sure. three times. I could not get enough of it. I showed, <laughs> I showed Aaron, and she was like, "Yeah, I mean, it was it was a great movie. You so overhyped it." Uh-huh. And I do that, like Blade Runner twenty forty nine. I like if anyone talked to me before seeing Blade Runner, they thought they were about to witness God Himself come <laughs> down. Like I just loved it so much. But yeah. our videos, I cannot overhype them to myself. Hmm. Every time we step up and you hit record, it is the same amount of fun and wonder every single that you time. Expect. I'm never let down. Yeah. Regardless of how they turn out. <laughs> That's so true, man. I'm I guess I'm brainstorming like how does how do you take that into your individual process? Not I mean you with your songwriting, but also just me personally, like, because I completely agree. There's a certain amount of whimsy i think we've used that word a bunch um to the process where it's like it's almost it's almost like look the 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 crazier it is if it works for us then we're gonna do it that makes us more excited about it yeah and so i so i wonder what it looks like to incorporate that into my own into my own writing process because that absolutely is not true for the way that i approach new ideas yeah um especially ones that I think of. And that's why it takes me so long to arrive at an idea that I like and go make something. It's because I end up, you know, talking myself out of it because I get, you know, for for whatever reason. Yeah. So I wonder what it looks like to kind of take that approach more with our work. It's just an interesting thought. Yeah, I think that's a good that's a good place to end on, dude. That cuz as I'm starting our next batch of songs and where we want to go next, my main goal, my, mm-hmm. f- my goal for Joymonger is that I like it better than our first record. My goal for this record is that I have more fun and I'm more present than I've been for any record. Yeah. I would love for you to send me something early. Don't tell Aaron. Um, <laughs> that, you, that you were like, super nervous and almost embarrassed by you're like this is so far out from what jeremiah has done in the past dude my goal for him my goal for him for the rest of this like pandemic pandemic is (laughs) i literally said you're not allowed to send any of your songs to people until they're like totally done (laughs) what 
I, I guess it's you okay. got in. It's okay. That that was, it's it's almost like funny that you're like, listen, this is I'm I'm totally in support of that, and I totally get it. Yeah, just, and I, and yeah. I even know the song I would send you. Oh my gosh! Because whenever I'm listening to it, I'm like, this is like people are gonna have a hard time believing that I wrote this song. Okay, but finish. Why don't yeah. you finish all the lyrics, and then you can send it to me. Yeah, yeah, and then I'll send it to you. So yes, um, if anyone's we, getting it, it's gonna be you. Are we withholding any uh, stories though? Did we inter- Did we keep you from that? Oh. I th- I think that we did. Because I feel like you really, real I feel like you were really ready to go. I wanted I wanted to ask you how Noodles was. <laughs> She's locked up because she was being That's a very nice. She was jerk. being a turd earlier. So we she- we think we're gonna have to shave her. What we Why? think we're because she's so hot. She has allergies really bad, and she like itches oh. her skin, and she gets it like matted up and. I'm calling an award-winning dog groomer tomorrow. See what they say. To see what they award say. Award-winning? Uh, she came fifth out of 100, so she's at least better than 95 other dog groomers in the in the state of Georgia. <laughs> Top 5%. Yeah, that's it. The best of the best. Yeah, but thanks, she's perfect. Thanks for asking. Thanks for asking. That's no one funny. ever asked. That's it. really funny. Yeah. I think, I think that's it. I think we talked about all of them. Well, gee, it's a it's a shame it's taken us this long to get you on the podcast. Uh, any like, and I that might have been my own doing. Yeah, because I you know. I asked you months ago and you told me no. You're like you I have did. nothing to say. I I'm I'm very self conscious about the things that I say that go on record because I I feel like I say dumb things a lot. But when they're you know just in conversation, somebody can say I don't know, Grayson, that's kind of dumb, and then I can check myself and be like, oh yeah, you know what, you're right, that is not very intelligent of you to say. But this is like so maybe you should think about it. We do that every. We record a podcast every week, and we've said a lot of dumb things, but it's okay. <laughs> right. True. That's look. That's the process. Is that not what we've been talking about this whole time? You just got to yeah. do it. You and if it's do a little it. dumb. All right then. Okay. Well, homie, this filled me all the way up. Thank you for, for uh, thank you for doing this, man. This was a, a very great conversation for me. Uh, anytime you want to come back on, we'd love to have you. This was so life giving for me, dude. Uh, can't wait to work on more stuff together. Obviously, I need it uh, to to never end. <laughs> He's already sent you the new song. Yeah, yeah. Check your inbox. I sent you the new song. <laughs> Uh, got it yeah well i appreciate you guys this is really fun for me too cool. i uh i always feel like we don't have enough time to talk so this is yeah. this is really great yeah all right homie it's great to see you we'll see you soon yep right. i hope so yeah dude <laughs> see
The most famous man in the world was taller than Elvis on screen. With every movie he gave a little more, right up until his final scene, where there was nothing left but sidewalk handprints. He's just another ghost haunting the grommet. The most famous man in the world. Hey, whatever happened to him? Next to Sinatra and Mayor 